What's going on guys, your boy here, Chris from Madridism FC, the go-to destination from everything to Los Blancos, where we talk about game analysis, transfer rumors, and all the highlights. So if you want to stay up to date with everything in Real Madrid's orbit, in La Liga, Champions League, and beyond, please join the party, and welcome to the channel. Okay guys, thank you for joining today's discussion. We're going to be talking about today's Super Cup game. In Saudi Arabia, we played in Riyadh, which is the capital of Saudi Arabia. For the people that, that might not know are new to the Real Madrid orbit, this is not a La Liga game, not a Champions League game. This is the Spanish Super Cup. So this format is a Final Four format. So it's semifinals and finals. So the semifinals are Real Madrid versus Valencia, and the other leg is Barcelona versus Real Betis. Real Betis was the last Copa del Rey winner, and basically the last winners of the last few years uh, get to play this uh, Final Four tournament uh, once a year. And we're playing it in Saudi Arabia. So Real Madrid won the last iteration. So we are the defending champion. So my thoughts about the game were pretty simple. We were the better side, but we didn't play well enough. And that's because Valencia is a really weak side at the moment. Uh, Real Madrid, if I have to be honest, we played a five, five out of 10. Um, we started off pretty good, but towards the end, we kind of fizzled out. The main takeaway is playing like this. And if we get to play against Barcelona or Betis, which are a better side than Valencia, I think we usually don't make it out of this game. But due to Valencia being such a weak inside, we were able to, um, you know, to overcome that hurdle. So Ancelotti finally lines up with the real 4-3-3. As a reminder, Shormany and Alaba are out due to injury. They're going to be out for the next few games. And uh, I was happy to see Camavinga in the starting 11. There were some rumors that he was going to play left back, but I'm glad he got to play in the midfield. He did not play in the holding midfield, which I thought he was going to do, and I thought would have been wisest. But he actually played uh, where Cross usually plays, and then Cross uh, played in the pivot role, in the defensive pivot role. So happy to see Camavinga in the starting eleven. He usually gets the short end of the stick, in my opinion. You know, he has uh, good performances, but it's hard to, you know, build upon those performances because he doesn't get enough uh, continuation from his game. So Real Madrid in the first half were very dominant, and I'm not gonna lie to you, this is the best I've seen Real Madrid play in a very long time. And I'm only talking about the first half. And I believe that's due to a few key factors. Number one, Rodrigo was in the lineup. He sat in the number 10 role, kind of adding an extra midfielder when the team was trying to build and recuperate the ball, and leaving that right side for Lucas and Fede Valverde. But Fede Valverde, which I think is the other key, uh, for me, he was a man of the match today. He actually was playing in his actual position, which was, you know, right interior midfielder. So that's where he feels more, more comfortable. He's able to create. In the wing, he feels a little bit trapped. So seeing that, um, seeing that scheme in today's game, I think, actually helped Real Madrid. And uh, we actually had a right back who actually knew how to go up and, you know, add to the game. Another aspect of today's game that I liked was that Real Madrid kept their lines very close. What, what do I mean by that? Is that the defensive line, the midfield line, and the forward line didn't leave massive gaps for the team to hit us in the counter or create or you know let them have possession. That means that we were able to recuperate the ball very quickly and try to attack. Uh, I believe that's because Real Madrid thrives in knockout stages. We love a final, we love a semifinal, and that's when Real Madrid, that's our culture. We love those types of games and our players represent that. That's kind of the types of players that we like to go for in the market and we're full of those players. So, you know, the concentration went up because those games, um, because we were in a knockout game, and then we definitely saw that in our effectiveness. Uh, Valencia were suffocated uh, playing against us in the first half. The play from our goal came from a long pass from Militao, which is quickly becoming one of our first resources to create play. 
and he left Benzema right in front of the goalkeeper, and Benzema got tackled by the defender, uh, causing a clear penalty, and which uh, Benzema put it in the back of the net, no problem. So first half, first half was 10 out of 10, no gripes about the first half, really. At halftime, Modric comes in for Camavinga. Camavinga got a yellow card in the first half. Uh, luckily, he's been doing this pretty much every game, whether he starts or he goes in as a sub. Like a few minutes in, he gets a yellow card. So this drives every coach mad. And Ancelotti has very little patience for this, for this type of errors, with, especially with youth. That's why he doesn't really take that much, um, how can I say this, that much uh, risk with like Castilla players because he, he doesn't trust the inexperience from a young player. Didn't think he had a bad game at all, but uh, you know, physically, it's always a plus to have him on the field. Another person who was uh, a lot better than Camavinga and actually pretty, pretty good was Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema, we're finally seeing him pick up his pace. He's having more uh, consistency week in, week out because he's been playing week in, week out before. You know, he was start and stop, so he wasn't really getting into the rhythm. He was looking very slow a few weeks ago, but now he looks fast. He's getting to the balls. He's doing the one-twos. I think he's doing one too many plays. So where I think he can shoot, he'll like go for the extra nutmeg um, or like the extra cut in where he already had an open shot and he's not taking uh, that into advantage. But good to see Benzema almost hitting his full stride. And someone who did disappoint me today was Vinny Jr. Fuck, man. He was horrible. I mean, horrible. He needs to learn or he knows this, but um, something, something within him, maybe it's the whole pressure from the media with the whole, you know, racist chants and all that, but he, he's not interpreting the game really well. So I think he's doing too many one-on-ones, too many, trying to do too many nutmegs, too many dribbles, and, um, he's losing the ball way too much. At this point, he's self-sabotaging himself and the team. Sometimes I feel like he just needs to get the ball. Yeah. Okay. You're fast. You run. You know, go as far as you can until you hit the touchline and then cut back pass and then see what other player can bring. Don't try to do the one-on-one -on -one every single time, especially if you're being marked by two, sometimes three defensive players. So Vinny Jr., aside from that, he actually missed like a clear, clear chance in like minute 95 uh, before extra time, which he tried to, he, he tried to be, he tried to, to, to make the goal with his outside of the foot, he's been doing that, and I feel like he could have just shot it with his left, or position his body to hit it with the inside of the foot. But he's been he's been trying to do outside of the foot for no reason. I don't know why. Um, he's you know he's missing all the chances he's uh, creating for himself. Uh, so you know he needs to be more clinical. That's something that would that would start to worry me. I think Ancelotti has to tell him, hey, one or two touches inside of the foot. Like, just chill out. You'll score. You're a good player. You did it last season. This season, you started off real good, but there's a problem here. Um, aside from that, I think um, uh, Valencia were a lot better. Well, not a lot better. They had more, more of the possession. They actually uh, scored very early in the second half, just like it happened uh, with our last game against Villarreal. They got in the scoreboard in the first minute. It was a cross, badly defended by Lucas Vasquez who, um, you know, didn't take account where his player was and ended up beating him quite childishly, uh, or I should say, like, amateurishly. Um, so he was able to score. So the game was 1-1, and Real Madrid just fizzled out. Uh, we just couldn't hit a stride. Fede Valverde thought was doing really good, but aside from that, we have no creativity at the moment. 
and uh, it really shows. So it's very hard for us to create an open chance to create like to leave our players one on one. We were really lacking in that department. Uh, what something that I noticed today was that Real Madrid were just idling. They were just expecting. Uh, they didn't know whether they should attack or they should defend. So I think that's a real problem. Usually. We've built this reputation about being second half AC, which is second half, first half we play bad, second half we go all out and like, we, you know, we come back if we have to, but we've lost that essence about our play and that's like our main thing. Uh, they scored on us and we didn't have, a, we didn't really have a reaction, which is concerning. So Ancelotti has to get in the dressing room, talk it out, see what's going on, point out the players that need to be uh, pointed out. We got to extra time. Extra time, uh, we were a lot better, but I think that's mostly because Valencia has a lot of injured players prior to the game, so their depth in their in their bench is just not there. So uh, we were more intense. We had a few clear shots, but it was mostly due to their fatigue and the penalties. Luckily, our Real Madrid players were very good. Uh, all the penalties were uh, fantastic. They all went to the corner, low, high. Uh, Benzema, awesome penalty. Modric has tons of experience with Croatia taking penalties. So, um, Kroos took penalties with Germany as well. So, luckily, we were able to pass, and uh, our mistakes didn't penalize us in today's game. But, um, but yeah, we're on to the final. We're able to dispute a final game, uh, get our first trophy, hopefully. And I really want to see Barcelona because that's going to be a real, real test um, before the Champions League game. We can't, you know, we can't keep uh, playing like this and expect to, you know, get far in the Champions League. So I think Barcelona is going to be a wake-up call for the good or the bad. If we win, boom, momentum, you know, we beat Barcelona. We're kind of, you know, we feel, we feel good about ourselves again. But if we lose, it's going to be a wake-up call saying, hey, guys, we're really losing our stride here. Something's going on. So I think Sunday's a very decisive game. And if we have to play Betis, then we'll play Betis. Betis is a pretty decent side. They have some uh, good attacking football with Canales, Fekir, and Borja Iglesias. So, um, looking forward to the final. Hopefully, we get to touch some silverware. And that is all for today. So, if you guys like this video, uh, you know, subscribe, hit the like button, share it with your friends, and let me know what you thought about the game, Fede's game, Vini's awful game, Benzema's current form, and how do you see the state of Real Madrid. So, thank you guys, and see you guys in the next video.